not off. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Hi-hi. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. Uh, if you're a football fan, there is absolutely no better time in the world right now. College football championship just days away. The NFL playoffs uh, a week away. And uh, we welcome our friend, Warren Moon, to the show, who, of course, as I know a lot of you know, played football at the University of Washington, who is taking on Michigan Monday night. Warren, how are you? How excited are you? Man, I am so excited. It's been a, you know, it's been a great year, actually a great two years. You know, we were 11 yeah. two last year. We haven't lost in 21 straight games, which is probably one of the longest streaks in the nation right now. So this team is playing at a level that uh, they just have tremendous confidence. And it doesn't matter if they're underdogs. It doesn't matter if... Uh, the games are close. They find a way to win somehow, and that's what I love about this team. Warren, obviously, uh, Michael Penix Jr. is getting you know an, an incredible amount of buzz right now. A lot of people talking about him. You look at some of these mock drafts for whatever those are worth, and he's rising. Uh, how about his play and, and how good he has been? You know, Michael, he's been this way the last two years. I mean, he led the nation in passing last year. I uh, came back again and led it, led it again this year. He's a Heisman Trophy runner-up, Pac-12 Player of the Year. I mean, he he's had a tremendous two years at the University of Washington. I think the biggest negative on him is his injury history. He had some injuries at Indiana before he came to the University of Washington. But the last two years, he's been completely healthy. And I think you saw last week how good an athlete he is, too. He, he used his legs a lot more last year than I, I mean, last week. And I've seen him use them this year because he's been really careful about not wanting to put himself in a position to get hurt. But in these big games like this, he, he's been able to move around. He's been able to buy time. He's also been able to run for some some positive yards. So those are the things I think that people are seeing now for the first time nationwide. They just didn't know, you know, about Michael Penix other than that they saw his name and they saw the stats. Right. But now they got a chance to see him actually play. How do you rank the quarterbacks, Warren, as we are? Uh, obviously, once we play a few more games here, we're going to uh, get into the offseason. We're going to start talking about the draft. I mean, you've got years where there aren't, uh, you know, at least perceived to be good quarterbacks this year. Not one of those years. I mean, C Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, and of course, Michael Penix Jr. In, in addition to a couple other guys. How, how do you rank those uh, those quarterbacks there, Warren. There's five guys there, like you like you just mentioned, they could probably go in the first round. And we all know how quarterback is such a needed position that some teams will reach and go for a guy that they probably not deserve to be up there. Yeah. But because you need one, you end up taking him higher than probably he should. Um, but, you know, Caleb Williams is, is probably the cream of the crop right now. I think that's who everybody's looking at, even though his team didn't do that well. He's still you know, did tremendously well on the field. Uh, Drake May is a guy I look at it as being kind of up and down. Yeah. I think Michael's maybe moved ahead of him. And I, and I also think uh, Jaden Daniels, because of the way he finished the season, winning the Heisman Trophy in that, uh, he's a very slender guy, only about, you know, 190 pounds. And that's something I think teams are going to look at for durability and things like that. But I think Michael has really moved up. And uh, again, you know, probably five of those guys will go in the first round just because teams need them so badly. It sounds like you could make the case for him being the uh, the second-ranked quarterback behind Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think once he goes through the uh, scouting process and and uh, goes through the combine and, and watch people watch him throw, and then they watch him throw in his uh, his pro day coming up, I think he's going to really dazzle people with with uh, his arm talent because. I watch him throw, and I've watched a lot of quarterbacks throw the football, Mike, and this guy throws as pretty a ball as 
as mine. <laughs> only, only he's left-handed. You know, left-handed because of, of the uh, the rotation being different, it makes the ball look a little bit different. It does look different to yeah. watch him throw. I actually saw somebody who had flipped it around and made him a righty, and and then right, then it looks normal. Then, yeah. Uh, Warren, uh, of course, uh, that's Monday night. That's the college football. Um, we're going into week 18 here. Then we have got uh, the NFL playoffs. I- I've got to give you credit because the last time we talked, it was before that Ravens and that 49ers game. And nobody at the time, I think, except for you, was saying, hey, Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. A lot of people were talking about Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Brock Purdy goes out and throws like well, four interceptions that day. And Lamar Jackson cements his resume as the uh, the NFL MVP. So, you, you nailed that, Warren. Um, <laughs> what, what do we think about the Ravens, though? They, they uh, I think a, a lot of people think they're the best team right now. They're the cream of the crop in the league. They haven't had success in the playoffs. Uh, no. is, are, are, they, are they a legit uh, team this year? And, and uh, you know, do, do you see them making a Super Bowl run? I think they really are the best team right now because of the way they finished the season. They dominated against some of the best teams in the league, the 49ers, the Miami Dolphins, and and anybody that was put in front of them. Yeah. Um, the thing that worries me is they're resting a lot of their guys this week. They're, they're going to get a bye week off the next week, and then it'll be three weeks before they actually play. And as a football player, you want to stay within that routine and that habit of of uh, of what you've been going through the whole season to make you successful. And sometimes, and I think the, the time they got beat in the playoffs when they were number one, it was because they got that bye week off and they came out flat. And a lot of teams do come out flat after those that, that, that layoff. So if I was them, I would let, like play Lamar a couple of series in the game and then pull him out. At least he's going through the routine of playing every week and he, and he stays on schedule. So that's the only thing that concerns me about this team and some of the guys that they're sitting down. How sharp are they going to be in three weeks after you know going through a season where they're used to playing week after week after week? How about the NFC, Warren? Uh, yeah, obviously, like we're saying, we've got the 49ers. Uh, the, the Eagles are, uh, look, they played in close games all year. They won a lot of them, but the, the uh, second half of the season hasn't been kind to them. Uh, what, what do you make of the NFC? Is it the 49ers you like? Is it the Cowboys at home? What, what do you make of the uh, the the, uh, the other conference? Well, I like the 49ers because they're going to be at home if they're the number one seed. Yeah. Um, you know, Detroit is a team that's very impressive. They went into Dallas last week. Uh, a lot of people think they got robbed on that call and probably won that football game. So they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. And then, of course, Dallas. You know, you just don't know what Dallas is going to show up. But if they if they get a chance to get the home field advantage um, by winning their division this week, they're going to be a tough team to put out when they play at home because they're undefeated at home this year. So the NFC is going to be a little bit more uh, competitive, I think, this year. And um, it didn't seem like that way early in the year, but it's, it's going to turn out that way, I think. Warren, good luck on Monday night. I mean, it doesn't get any cooler than this, right? Because not only is your your your, uh, your your alma mater playing in the National Championship game, but it's also in your city of Houston. So Yeah, yeah. And it, I'm, all my kids and grandkids are going to be there. It's going to uh, be a lot of fun. And I just hope we come out on the winning side. Well, <laughs> from your lips to God's ears, thank you so much, Warren. I appreciate it. Uh, have fun on Monday night. We'll talk soon. All right. Great talking to you, Mike. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, Warren. Marshawn Lynch breaks a fan's phone in a confrontation outside of a bar in Seattle, and it was all captured on video. It's the footage you will only see here. That's next on TMZ Sports.
If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Beast. The world wants to know you coming back next year. Is your bitch coming back? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. We switch out Warren Moon for my guy. Mojo, of course, that was Marshawn Upgrade. Lynch in 2016. Uh, seven years have passed, Mojo, but I can report here that our bitch has not yet returned, and I'm fearing that she may never. Uh, Mojo, of course, he was having some fun. We had asked Marshawn Lynch. A lot of people thought he might retire from football. We asked him about returning. So Marshawn Lynch, he can have fun, but not always fun when you're dealing with Marshawn Lynch. And a Seattle Seahawks fan learned that the hard way Sunday morning, Mojo. Saturday night into Sunday morning in Seattle, there's a, a bar called X Stadium. Well, uh, Marshawn Lynch is uh, just about the most popular guy going in uh, Washington with all he did with the Seahawks. This fan wanted to take a photograph, Mojo, with Marshawn. Tried to approach him in the bar. One of Marshawn's buddies said, hey, no photographs. Well... Just a few minutes later, this fan happened to see Marshawn Lynch outside of the bar. He tried once again to get a photograph. In fact, he tried to get a video, turned on his camera. Watch what happens. Damn, Marshawn, it's all right, though. Marshawn Lynch right there. Yeah! Marshawn, beast mode. Let me see. So uh, there it was, Mojo. Obviously, the feed or the video cuts out. Now, what we were told, and we actually spoke to this fan said that Marshawn came over and he didn't slam the phone down. We have seen uh, situations like that in the past with Marshawn, which we'll get to in a minute here. Mojo, what the guy claims is that Marshawn grabbed the phone and essentially squished it between his hands. And obviously Marshawn Lynch is a very strong man, cracked the phone. I uh, don't think that this guy is going to go to police or is going to make a, you know, as they say, a federal case out of this. But Nonetheless, Marshawn Lynch cracked his iPhone. Wait a second. He he didn't grab it and spike it or throw it against something. He just. Like this, Mojo. He, he literally just squeezed his hands like this and, and broke his phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? It's almost more impressive. It's impressive. That's I, I'd put that right up there with like um, ripping a phone book in half with your bare hands. It seems like a similar feat. <laughs> this. This is great. I mean, honestly, I think this is impressive. I think Marshawn, to settle this, should just get a marker, autograph the busted phone, and let the fan either keep it or auction it off. I think it would look pretty good on somebody's uh, trophy case. You know, I think How that cool would be the, Honestly, Mojo, that's a great idea. And I don't know if Marshawn Lynch would do it, uh, but what a, what a piece of uh, cool memorabilia to have something like that. There's a lot of footballs and cleats and game jerseys out there, but there's only one crushed iPhone 14. This is one of one. This is like when Rob Gronkowski used the uh, Lombardi trophy as a baseball <laughs> bat and dented it. 
You ask any fan in New England, that is their favorite Lombardi yeah. trophy. I believe they have it on display, and yeah. the uh, tour guides or whatever <laughs> love telling that story because it makes it different and unique. I mean, granted, yeah. the Patriots have the blessing of having about 42 Lombardi right. trophies uh, over the past 12 years alone. So there's that. We right. have some expendable ones. No, they do. But I, I completely agree with you. That one that Rob used as the bat, that one is is the most memorable because there's a cool story to go along with it. I don't know if this is a cool story or not, but it, it's a story involving Marshawn Lynch. Now, we talked, Mojo, about this not being the first time that Marshawn Lynch has had a We'll call it a negative run-in with the fan. In fact, he's had a couple of uh, these incidences in the past. Uh, look no further than 2015 when uh, he was in Green Bay. They were there to play the Packers. Marshawn had uh, an issue with a fan. And then, Mojo, you go a couple years later, two years to be exact, uh, at LAX, Marshawn Lynch actually spit on somebody. Obviously, that's not very cool, but yeah, sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's not. You never know with Marshawn Lynch, and I think that's why a lot of people like this guy, because good or bad, he is very much uniquely himself. Mojo, there was a crazy situation at Tyreek Hill's home yesterday, his Miami area home. Of course, Tyreek Hill, the uh, superstar Miami Dolphins wide receiver. Well, his house was on fire, Mojo, uh, like a big time fire. This was not some small fire. This was an absolutely massive blaze. The fire department out there trying to get this blaze under control on this $7 million mansion. Well, Mojo, we now know the cause of the fire. We talked to the fire officials with the, the Davies Fire Department in Florida, and they say that this was actually caused by a child playing with a lighter. And somehow, some way, the fire got started. Now, they didn't specify, they didn't say exactly who the uh, the child was or, or even who, uh, you know, who the parents were. So we're going to speculate here. It's likely going to be one of Tyreek Hill's children, but we're not Sure. Now, thankfully, nobody was hurt and the fire was ultimately gotten under control. As for the uh, the status of the house, obviously, we're talking major damages here. But Tyreek Hill's got a lot of money and they will fix the house again. Nobody was hurt. But uh, really, it was kind of wild to see Tyreek Hill as uh, as he walks up to his house with his wife. Uh, they got there about 90 minutes after the fire department arrived. And, and as you're watching him look at his house on fire, you can only imagine what must be going through their minds. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Coming back to your massive house with a massive fire raging inside. I mean, first thing that's going through your mind is, is everyone OK? Right. How are my kids doing? Obviously, once you make sure everyone's good. Yeah. Now you start thinking about all of your possessions, yeah. things that matter to you. The money kind of goes out the window, right? right? You talk about the things that mean more than money to you, um, and maybe that's where your mind goes next. Right. So yeah, that's a good point, Mojo. It's not just like, hey, no problem, because he can afford to build a new house. That's his house, and that's his stuff, and it's stuff that they care about in there. Hopefully, uh, he's got his stuff in a bank vault, but it's not everything. Uh, <laughs> some things you like to keep at home. So, yeah, scary either way. I'm glad this got contained and under control yeah. before things got uh, too bad. And most importantly, glad everyone's safe, especially when we're talking about uh, this being started by children. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, the, and I hesitate to use the word funny, but this was really a star-studded scene 
not just because Tyreek Hill may be the best wide receiver in the NFL, not just because he was there, Mojo. Rick Ross, the, uh, the hip-hop mogul, was also there, happens to live in the area. Rick saw the fire, walked over to the scene, and even did a little bit of a fire investigation himself. Watch this. Just my opinion. Must be an electrical fire because the smoke is getting thicker and thicker as the fire truck stand here. More and more helicopters. Little bro gonna have to build a new crib. It's all good though. It's all good. Spent 10 on this one, you heard me? We build another one, you feel me? Live it up. God is great, it's unfortunate. The house caught on fire across the street, but you know, I checked with the firefighters. There's no one that was injured. Everybody was out of the house. Fire's under control. God bless the homie, you already know. I don't know why I love that video so much, Mojo. I need him on the scene of every fire and every crime. Just well, I'll tell you why you love it, Babcock. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Rick Ross knew that we didn't have anyone from TMZ on site, <laughs> yeah. so didn't he call your personal cell phone and ask to stand in on our behalf? I mean, he, he wasn't did. reporting for anyone but our show that for this segment for right now. TMZ yeah. Sports contributor, on-scene contributor, Rick Ross, Ricky Rose. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what happened, Mojo. He definitely did not just post this on social media no, for his millions no. and millions of fans. By the way, can I bring this up before we go? It has nothing to do with the fire, but as I'm looking at those Tyreek Hill images, they've got a massive game coming up on Sunday against the Bills with the AFC East crown on the line. He's got a boot on his left leg, Mojo, obviously dealing with some injuries. Tyreek Hill is a tough dude. I expect him to play. You wonder, though, how healthy he's going to be as you watch him out there wearing that boot. Stay tuned. We'll find out. Well, I think that was the point of the fire, Babcock, <laughs> to light a fire under him to propel him through the injury uh, for the game. What that's if just, it was all, Mojo, what if it was all a diversion? He lit the house on fire to let them see him in the walking boot. They underestimate him. And then Sunday, Cheetah's gone. Well, you know what? I'm still convinced Rick Ross did it. I think he did it on purpose now in Rick order Ross to started the fire. Fill his lifelong dream of being you and I, Babcock. That's that's my guess. Mojo, it's time for what he said, what he means, starring Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Bucks, obviously, one of the best teams in the NBA, but they have been struggling big time with Indiana Pacers this year. They played five times. The Bucks have lost four, including last night's game, Mojo. So after the game, of course, the media wanted to know about this rivalry that's not going very well right now for Milwaukee. Giannis made an admission. He's got the Pacers on his mind a lot, and I mean. Just about always. Watch this. Yeah, and you think about it. Now when you go back home and you sleep and you wake up, you think about it. Now when you go back and uh, work out, you think about it. In the Oster break, when you're going to be in an uh, exotic uh, beach with your family, I hope you think about it. You know, when you're about to get freaky at night, you think about it. <laughs> You know? so, so that's the, the part that really caught my mind or my attention, Mojo, at the end. He said, when you're about to get freaky at night, of course, Giannis married, uh, he's got a beautiful wife. He's thinking about the Pacers, though. Can you say it the way he said it, though, Babcock, with his I, accent? I don't have that cool uh, accent. It sounds a lot cooler when he says it. Yeah. I just say get it, getting freaky. <laughs> yeah, 
The what did he, he mean? Said to make, there's so much mess. <laughs> what he said versus what he means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what he means to say is that he's always thinking about the Pacers, right? That's what he's implying. I think. That's where he was going right. with this. The accent threw me off just a little bit. So but, may, maybe uh, not literally, right, uh, you know, when he's in the bedroom. Uh, but I think his point was, yeah, this is this is really consuming him, right? Here's the point. If he means what he says, I mean, I don't want to get censored here. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a PG show. Yeah. But if that's what he's thinking about, is his performance awesome? His performance better be stellar. If he's performing the way his team has performed against the Pacers, we're going to have a very disappointed companion when it's time to get freaky, if uh, what I'm saying makes sense to anybody. It, it, does. it, it does. I I read you loud and clear. I think in the interest of us keeping our jobs, we will just end the show uh, here now, Mojo. We got a big Wrap one tomorrow, up. though. You know, we had Warren Moon take. Obviously, college national championship game Monday going down. Two undefeated teams. I think you've you've got the best teams. Maybe not the biggest names in Washington, but you've got the best teams. We heard from the great Warren Moon, of course, who went to Washington, was their star quarterback back in the day. Mojo, tomorrow we're going to have the other side represented, courtesy of that guy right there, Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Wolverines great Ty Law. Uh, he was the best cornerback uh, for my money of his generation and uh, tomorrow we're going to talk to Ty. Got a bunch of questions about this highly anticipated game. Cannot wait, Mojo. Going to be great. We're going to talk to Ty, but tomorrow we're also going to get freaky again. And that <laughs> should make for the best show since today. <laughs>